So let's focus our attention now on a conversation that all of you contributed substantially, or many of you, shall I say, contributed substantially to yesterday, prompted by a story told to me of somebody uh, who had money extorted from him, uh, not by uh, traffic officers, but by police officers in this particular case in Joburg. And... uh, Flowing out of that, it it then became apparent that this was a regular spot for doing this kind of thing. We then asked you to come up with uh, what you consider to be hot spots of this kind of particular abuse. And we came up with a list. We've got a long one for Rikuruleni. We've got a substantial one for Johannesburg as well. So we thought we would engage now with the JMPD and say welcome to uh, the uh, Metro Police's spokesperson, uh, Tolani Fiesler. Mr. Fiesler, welcome and thanks very much for giving us your time on 702 Drive. No, thank you so much uh, to you, John, and let me also greet uh, the listeners. So when a, when a roadblock, and I don't know if I'm using the right term because there may be mm-hmm. different ways in which your officers stop people as they head mm-hmm. down a road and engage with them. Um, but if officers are setting up something, some kind of mm-hmm. station where they mm-hmm. are engaging with motorists in this way, First of all, is there a process by which they have to do that? And secondly, mm-hmm. is any record kept of which officers were there, which vehicles were there, how long they were there, and what actually uh, the, the, the order of business was there? How many fines were issued, were arrests mm-hmm. made, and so on? What, what is the mm-hmm. nature of the record keeping? Should someone feel aggrieved and want to go back to you and, and, and check the facts of the matter? No, thank you, uh, John, uh, for, for the opportunity. If uh, I should say that there's uh, two kind of uh, roadblocks okay. within uh, uh, South Africa, then we've got uh, a 13-8 roadblock and a stop and search a roadside check. Now, with the 13-8 roadblock, that's a roadblock that is conducted under the 13-8 of the South African Police Act. From there, uh, the person who wants to conduct this roadblock needs to firstly apply with the station commander within that area who has the powers vested from the National and Provincial Commissioner. And once that permission is given, then the roadblock is set up. And then these roadblocks are usually planned in advance and are targeted for specific areas, whether it's criminal activities or traffic violations. And then there's a roadside check, which is an informal roadblock where officers, it's either one or two vehicles park on the side of the road, and officers then can stop vehicles and check either uh, traffic violations or any other uh, uh, suspected activities that might be happening. So let's let's go to the roadside check for a moment and ask you this. If two, four, however many of your officers, but it would be a smaller number, I would imagine, than a 13-8, do they have to record what they did? In other words, at the end of a shift, would they need to say um, between uh, 25 past uh, uh, 6 in the evening and half past 10 at night, uh, to use one of the examples our listeners gave, on Caller Drive between the Wanderers and Rudd Road, we put mm-hmm. up a uh, a roadside check and this is what we found and this was the order of business for the evening. Uh, what we'll do as, as the JMPD officers are sent out to the uh, roadblocks or roadside checks which are put in the matrix and the department knows where each and uh, roadblock or roadside check is. But uh, with the roadside checks and uh, uh, stop and searches, officers can also spontaneously stop on the side of the road and uh, 
issue out uh, either traffic violations or arrest people for either drunken driving or other violations. But it is important for officers to also report back that they have been at this certain section of the road and these are the type of citations or arrests that they have made. Are they legally obliged to do that by your regulations? Because you use the word important, Mr. Fiedler, which would, you know, if I said to my team uh, at, at 702, uh, not that I say these kind of things, but if I were to say to them, you are obliged to do this, they would know it's a rule. If I said to them, I'd really like you to do this, it's something entirely different. If I'm, let's stay with the example of, of Caller Drive between the Wanderers and Rudd Road. Is, uh, are the officers obliged to say what they were doing between half past six and half past ten? Or is this merely something that you would appreciate? It's something that we'd really appreciate, as, as I did say, that uh, some of these roadside acts are spontaneous. So officers uh, uh, would just stop in an area where they feel that they see that there are traffic uh, uh, violations that are happening, and then they just stop. So ideally, we'd want officers to report back and say that we are at this certain uh, place and we are going to do this certain activity. But that's why when I come back, that it is important for them to report back yes. on what activity they did at a certain area within the city of Johannesburg. So, so let's run the movie a few frames further and, and, and come to this. So I get mm-hmm. stopped again on, let's just stay with Call It Drive for a convenient mm-hmm. example. And mm-hmm. I feel that I've been abused, that I was mm-hmm. put under pressure and eventually ended up parting with money as a way of alleviating that pressure. If I were to come to you and say, I was stopped at this spot, if it's not a 138 uh, roadblock. roadblock. You mm-hmm. you would not know who was there. You wouldn't know mm-hmm. which vehicles were there. The JMPD mm-hmm. records uh, might reflect that if people were doing mm-hmm. what you consider important, but mm-hmm. they would not have. You you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell me it was Officer Perlman, Officer Fairburn, mm-hmm. and they were in uh, JP forty one LVGP. Uh, those type of things we can only uh, get information once a person has reported and that's why it's essential if you are caught up in a situation where an officer is soliciting a bribe from you or they're extorting money from you then it's important to to, uh, take note of the vehicle's registration and usually we'll have a call sign on the side of the vehicle which actually states which area or which uh, uh, unit they belong to so let's say it's in the region E on caller drive, so I'll have uh, E and a number on it, either two one. So record those uh, type of information. It is important, and it'll be easier for us uh, to trace uh, back if uh, that vehicle was at the spot, because our vehicles do have uh, an OBC and onboard uh, uh, computer. So it'll be easy for us uh, to track those vehicles, and that's why we keep on reiterating the fact that if you are caught in that type of situation, report it as soon as possible. If you report it as soon as possible, then our internal affairs unit will yes. be activated and those uh, uh, officers who are caught in the wrong will uh, uh, action will be taken against them but also important for me to state that uh, when there is corruption there is uh, two parties at hand so uh, motorists and residents are also just advised not to offer officers bribes as well yeah i think i think that point is valid but you do get money exchanged which i think is not necessarily the offering of a bribe mm-hmm. but the extortion of a monetary uh, reward on the basis of a threat uh, for vulnerable people who certainly don't like the idea of being put in a cell for the weekend. Can I can I ask you this just a, a quick point of clarity the onboard computer 
is is that activated the moment uh, the ignition is turned, or does the officer actually have to take a physical step to activate it? And if they do, are they also able to turn it off if they'd like to go dark for two, three hours? Now, fortunately, those type of systems are tamper-proof, so it immediately switches on when the officer switches on the vehicle and it switches off as well when the officer switches off the vehicle and that's what uh, the great thing about this system is so officers cannot tamper with the, with this system and just finally i mean we did send you uh, a list of places that our uh, uh, um, uh, listeners believe are, are regular haunts i mentioned call it mm-hmm. drive some others ravonia road opposite the sanral offices near the n1 off-ramp uh, mm-hmm. the m2 kazerni off-ramp below the harrow road bridge clip town at the circle of union and clip valley road and there are a couple of others as well in in effect our 702 listeners are giving you uh some tip-offs on on where you might look how, how what can jmpd do uh with that information i realize it's not mm-hmm. evidence it's leads, but are those leads something that you guys can act on? No, thank you. Thank you, John. And uh, we've also had the opportunity to get the, the list. And uh, looking at the list, we do find that uh, some of these areas are areas where officers have been deployed. Uh, it's either areas where they uh, have received reports of, uh, of crimes, which are crimes hotspots with uh, either robberies or hijackings. So in most of these areas, officers are deployed. But the thing is, we don't condone any misconduct or wrongdoing by our officers or members of the public. And we thank the public for giving us this list. And it will be handed over to our internal affairs unit, who will closely monitor these areas and monitor for any wrongdoings that our officers are doing. Trolani Fietler, JMPD spokesperson. Thank you for joining us on 702 Drive.